This is Tessa Haney reading part two, The Man Behind the Glass by Reina Grande from the book, The Distance Between Us. Page 149, chapter one. Our new home in the U.S. was in Highland Park, a Latino neighborhood in Los Angeles. Mila and Poppy owned a four-plex apartment building on Grande Street. We lived in the one-bedroom unit because we couldn't afford the rent of the bigger units. First thing I have to do is pay back all the money I borrowed from the bungler, Poppy said. For now, Mago, Carlos, and I had to sleep in the living room until Poppy repaid his debt. Mago and I shared the sofa bed, and Carlos slept on the floor. We didn't mind. To others, Poppy's apartment may have seemed small, but to us, after living in a one-room shack with Abuelita Chinta and my uncle, it was a palace. The apartment had wall-to-wall carpet and an indoor bathroom with a shower and a toilet that flushed. It had real glass windows that let in the sunlight with screens that kept mosquitoes out. Best of all, it had thick, solid walls that made me feel safe and protected in a way I'd never felt before. Outside was just as beautiful. There were no dirt roads, only wide paved streets that seemed to go on forever. There was not a shack in sight, only beautiful stucco houses with real shingled roofs, not roofs of corrugated metal sheets. There were no vacant lots full of weeds and trash, only lush green lawns and front yards with flowers of all kinds. I felt as if we'd arrived in paradise. Mila took us to a store called Kmart. It was the biggest store I'd ever been to. It had the highest ceiling I'd ever seen, and the whitest and shiniest tiled floor in which I could see my reflection as I walked down the aisles. There were rows and rows of everything you could ever want, and clothes so beautiful that I wished we could buy them all. Mila said she didn't have much money to spend. She bought a couple of dresses and skirts and blouses for Mago and me, and pants and shoes for Carlos, a bag of underwear, and an extra pair of shoes for each of us, since our shoes had gotten ruined during the border crossing. We had arrived in the U.S. with only the clothes on our backs. Since we arrived in the U.S. at the end of May, three weeks before the end of the school year, Poppy didn't enroll us in school. He said we'd wait until September, so we stayed home all summer by ourselves while Poppy and Mila were at the retirement home where they both worked. He was a maintenance worker, and she was a nursing assistant. We didn't mind staying home. Finally, we had unlimited access to television. We didn't understand a word of English, but we soon got addicted to cartoon shows such as Thundercats, He-Man, and Jem. Mago, Carlos, and I also cleaned the house so Poppy and Mila wouldn't think we were lazy. We swept the carpet with the broom because the one time Mago had tried to use the vacuum cleaner, it swallowed up the bottom of the curtains and we hadn't known what to do. The vacuum had started smoking and we'd pulled and pulled, but it wouldn't let go of the curtain. Finally, Carlos rushed to yank the cord from the outlet and we were able to get the curtain out of the vacuum. After that, we decided it was safer to sweep. We knew how to use a broom. The vacuum cleaner was going to take some time. But my favorite thing about summer was seeing the ocean for the first time. One day in late July, my brother, sister, Mila, Poppy, and I piled into Poppy's red Mustang and headed to Santa Monica. When we arrived at the beach, Carlos, Mago, and I took off running. We stared at the immense sea before us. In my wildest dreams, I had never imagined the sea to be like this. Miles and miles of water glittering under the summer sun. I breathed in the salty scent of the sea and stood there as the wind blew my hair around my face. 
Well, what do you think, kids? Poppy said as he came to stand behind us. It's beautiful, we said. While Mila and Poppy made sandwiches, Mago, Carlos, and I got a tan. Poppy said we were dark enough as it was, especially his negra Mago. But it felt so nice to lie under the sun, listening to the waves and the laughter of the families around us. For the first time, I felt like a normal family, a family with two parents, as I'd often dreamed. If anybody had looked at us, they would have said, look at that happy family. Things weren't perfect. I didn't have my mother or my little sister. Poppy was still a stranger to me in many ways, and I still didn't know my way in this country and the American culture, but for now, I was grateful for the small things. The beach, the sun, and my father by my side. Why don't you kids go play, Mila said. Mago, Carlos, and I dug a hole in the sand and filled it up with water. The hole was only big enough to put our feet into. We looked for seashells along the shore, stood at the water's edge, feeling the sand give way under us, but we didn't go in deeper. We didn't know how to swim. In Mexico, we hadn't been afraid to splash around in the canal when it was waist deep. But here at the beach, with all these waves crashing down every few seconds and the current pulling us in, it was hard not to be terrified of drowning in this beautiful but endless water. You all better get in or I'm going to take you home, Poppy threatened. Carlos and Mago went in deeper, but I stood by Poppy's side, remembering when I'd almost drowned in the canal and when my cousin Catalina had drowned. Come on, Shata, go in, Poppy said. I'm afraid, Poppy. He grabbed my left hand and said, come on, I'll go in with you. Together, we walked into the foamy water. Don't let go of me, I said to Poppy as I clutched his hand, my toes digging in the sand, eroding from under me. I tightened my grip on his hand, a hand that was the exact shape of my own with its long fingers. I still couldn't believe he was real. I still couldn't believe he was no longer just a photograph hanging on the wall. I won't let go, Chata, he said. I held on to my father's calloused hand and walked deeper into the water with him. I closed my eyes and thanked the saints for this day. This was a perfect way to see the ocean for the first time, holding on to my father's hand. As promised, never once did he let me go?